Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The wicked said among themselves, thinking not aright, Let us beset the just one, because he is obnoxious to us. He sets himself against our doings, reproaches us for transgressions of the law, and charges us with violations of our training. He professes to have knowledge of God and styles himself a child of the Lord. To us he is the censure of our thoughts. Merely to see him is a hardship for us, because his life is not like that of others, and different are his ways. He judges us debased. He holds aloof from our past as from things impure. He calls blessed the destiny of the just and boasts that God is his father. Let us see whether his words be true. Let us find out what will happen to him. For if the just one be the son of God, he will defend him and deliver him from the hand of his foes. With revilement and torture, let us put him to the test that we may have proof of his gentleness and try his patience. Let us condemn him to a shameful death For according to his own words, God will take care of him. These were their thoughts, but they erred, for their wickedness blinded them, and they knew not the hidden counsels of God. Neither did they count on a recompense of holiness, nor discern the innocent soul's reward. The word of the Lord. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. The Lord confronts the evildoers to destroy remembrance of them from the earth. When the just cry out, the Lord hears them, and from all their distress, he rescues them. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and those who are crushed in spirit, he saves. Many are the troubles of the just man, but out of them all the Lord delivers him. He watches over all his bones. Not one of them shall be broken. The Lord redeems the lives of his servants. No one incurs guilt who takes refuge in him. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus moved about within Galilee. He did not wish to travel in Judea because the Jews were trying to kill him. But the Jewish feast of tabernacles was near. But when his brothers had gone up to the feast, he himself also went up, but not openly, but as it were in secret. Some of the inhabitants of Jerusalem said, Is he not the one they are trying to kill? And look, he is speaking openly, and they say nothing to him. Could the authorities have realized that he is the Christ? But we know where he is from. When the Christ comes, no one will know where he is from. So Jesus cried out in the temple area as he was teaching and said, You know me and also know where I am from. Yet I did not come on my own, but the one who sent me, whom you do not know, is true. I know him because I am from him, and he sent me. So they tried to arrest him, but no one laid a hand upon him because his hour had not yet come. The Gospel of the Lord. The Book of Wisdom, our first reading, was written by uh, a Jew in Alexandria, Egypt, perhaps a hundred years or even less before Christ was born. Our passage today contains an intense prophecy of Christ's passion. It is in the perpetrator's own words. Let us beset the just one because he is obnoxious to us. He charges us with violations of our training. He professes knowledge of God, styles himself a child of the Lord. 
In today's gospel passage, Christ sneaks into Jerusalem for the Feast of Tabernacles. He travels incognito, John writes, because the Jews are trying to kill him. He goes to the temple and people catch sight of him and say, isn't that the man they want to kill? To explain his authority and power, he claims that he is sent from God. He professes knowledge of God. I know him, you do not. That does not go over too well and the Jews seek to arrest him. But Christ gets away. It's not his hour. Christ will die in Jerusalem, but not at the Feast of Tabernacles in the fall. No, he will give up his life in the spring at the Feast of Passover when all the Passover lambs are sacrificed. He will be condemned to a shameful death, the wisdom writer states. What could be more shameful than hanging naked on a cross outside the city gate for all the people coming and going to see. With revilement and torture, let us put him to the test. Crucifixion was the Romans' premier instrument of torture. A man hung in such a way that he could take in air, but he could not exhale it. A slow buildup of carbon dioxide was the result, a slow, agonizing death. Some people would hang for days before they would die. Birds would swoop down and peck on them. Wild dogs would have a go at them. An obnoxious sight, merely to see that, is a hardship. He boasts that God is his father, the wisdom author writes. Let us see if his words are true. If he is the son of God, he will defend him. Let's see what will happen. On Calvary, some years later, they yell and they laugh. If you're the son of God, come down from the cross. And what happens? Nothing. God does not defend him. Christ dies a shameful death. But the book of wisdom states their wickedness blinded them and they knew not the hidden counsels of God. And what was the hidden counsel of God? The lamb of God, the just one, would die a shameful death on a Friday afternoon. That shameful death, that sacrifice Paid for in blood, purchased salvation for us, the unjust ones. So let us rejoice in the hidden counsels of God. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Today's psalm states, he watches over all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. The one thing that broke on the cross was Christ's heart. Completely emptied, drained, for you and me, let's then place our broken hearts on the altar with him and offer them to the Father. That is the perfect sacrifice. No one incurs guilt, our psalm states, who takes refuge in him. Christ's words are true. The Son of God will defend us. 